All right, folks, I'm John. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> All right, folks, listen here. I'm hey, Patrick, and, and my mouth is full. I apologize. And uh, why are we talking to you now before the music? Because we're going to be off for a week. I think it'll be a week. It might be two. We'll we're, see. We're still, we're, the, the jury's out on Exploring that. Exploring our options. <laughs> yeah, exploring. This is a flex pace. We'll schedule. see how much of you, how many of you reach out to say, please come back. What There could be an uproar. Yeah. If there's an uproar, we might, it might just be a week. That's true. Um, in that time, your, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to share this with one person that you love or hate. And uh, and then we'll see you, you know, the following week. Especially if you, lo- if you love and hate them, because that's those are the people that you really want to have an impact on. Definitely, right? yes. Like the ultimate frenemy. That's yeah. somebody you can really, because you can make them love you or make them hate you more. That's right. Thanks. Congratulations. We'll talk to you soon. Beep. We are just winging it. Age of Ultron. I like I like ex- accenting different parts of that every time I do it. Is, are you doing that intentionally? Just winging it. Well, I've noticed that, and I'm always, and it always throws. I mean, I'm already thrown off because I'm me, but I, yeah. like at the beginning, I'm always like, did he cough a little bit? <laughs> that time it sounded like a laugh cough. You're it like, kind of was. That's how you should start every show. Because I still. I feel like it, it's the essence of just winging it. I, I never know how I'm going to start it. You don't even know how to talk. I don't even know how to talk. You're just every winging single phonemes. time. I'm just winging it. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's like you wake up every day and you're like basic motor skills. Because here's the thing: how if I digest. ever, if I ever landed on a, a saying, a telling, a uh, reading of just winging it in that intro that I just fucking loved, that was so perfect that I wanted to do it every time. I feel like there wouldn't be a point in doing the show anymore. It's I'm not. Like- just, I'm not just winging it anymore. Right, and it's sort of like when you uh, go to a live concert, like when you, when you go to a U two concert, because that's Classic. the only live that's, things you go to. Yeah, my like, annual three thousand of them concert, yeah. Um, and and like I don't know, but I've never actually been to a U two show because I think you bought all the tickets and there were none available. You've never lived. I've never, yeah, I've never really lived before. <laughs> um, you know when you go, when you like pay money, you get a ticket to a show, it's like yeah. eighty dollars. Yeah, and you go, and it's like clearly been they're they're relying too much on pre-recorded material mm-hmm. and you can tell because there's just no improvisation going on i mean it's never happened to me because it's always you too oh because you two just they improvise <laughs> the whole fucking concert don't they? no no i know what you mean i know what right you mean. i always yeah. feel like a little bit sold out even though as a performer i get you need to have some pre-recorded things that's part of how it works but yeah. like there's something nice about the spontaneity like hearing somebody divert from something that you've expected and knowing that it's a real musical oh my god yeah that to moment, me is right the beauty of live and i think the the definition of live music i think um has become so murky and and how music is performed these days and how much of it could be you know recorded pre-recorded i feel like it's like at what point is it not actually live anymore right um well i think no more so than when you look at big like edm festivals for example well yeah yeah right which is which is like but a, they're a not dj there. right it's a different experience right and it is and and so a lot of the spontaneity or like the sort of the live um aspect aspect goes into the visuals and into the presentation the ass and the packs um it goes into like the the visuals right and yeah. into like the yeah, festival yeah, yeah, yeah. itself and I, I, right. I really feel like a lot of DJs get overlooked as musicians I think they're great and oh I think, yeah and I think it's it's funny I've been working a lot more lately in um in with synthesizers and doing electronic music because of the projects that I've been working yeah. on so you're doing EDM now I'm just <laughs> I've actually talked to Mike about that about putting out because I of course, course make you it you like fucking... just for fun but doing a pseudonym <laughs> So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm Skrillex. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not, but, you know. Speaking maybe of which, who, what's your name? Uh, DJ. Uh, no, I meant actually, what's your name? Because we haven't oh, introduced yeah. ourselves oh, yeah. My in this actual name. Uh, thank you. I've had a name change. The- <laughs> it's DJ Patrick Green. That's and my I'm DJ moniker. It's just DJ, DJ Patrick Green. Tumble, tumbleweed? Tumblefuck. 
I, now I've already forgotten. Yeah, DJ Tumble, MC Tumbleweeds. MC Tumbleweed, John yeah. Abdullah. Uh, for those who are new listening, this is indeed the podcast you meant to listen to about life as a parent and not a <laughs> podcast about DJing and what else did we just talk about already in this brief moment? Uh, I've already forgotten. We've already hit a couple topics at least. Yeah. But since we mentioned um, asses and pecs, I do have to do a, a super quick follow-up. It's just a, a mention uh, in reference back to the story I told last week, the X-rated story. Yes, yes. Um, I thought you were going to bring up Tim Bonnersley. You know, which we don't we we don't know how how that manifested in Grace's brain. But for those of you who've already forgotten in the week since, um, John and his <laughs> lovely wife Bethany were uh, were doing it, and Grace uh, lovingly caressed their faces and asked what was happening. <laughs> After she came down Mission Impossible style from a skylight. <laughs> that actually is about accurate. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So so we've been, you know, I kind of forgot about it. I mean, I didn't forget about it, but I didn't, I'm not worried about Grace, as I said last time. Um, but Has she, she hasn't brought it up. Well, until yesterday. Okay. When my father-in-law was over. Oh, and Oh, my God. She, uh, <laughs> so we were, Grace has been sick. You know, that's, that's, I don't even bring it up half the time anymore because it just happens. It's right. regular. With recurrence of throat and fever, four days of it, and this is day four. So this is the last day, thankfully. This is it. But yesterday, uh, my father-in-law watched her for the day, and then uh, we'll see if he listens to this podcast, and you know, because this will connect the dots for him, which he doesn't yet know. So we'll see. But well, he knows um, you guys do it, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have two kids. I mean, at, at some point, think. like that conversation, <laughs> know, it doesn't true. have to happen. But, you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a changing of the guard. It's it's true. So so uh, I was I was uh, putting Luke to sleep, and I overheard this, and then Bethany told me the full of it last afterwards. But um, it was just they were in the living room, Bethany, her dad, and Grace, and Grace goes up to my father-in-law, and is like, "Let's let's." lie down and kiss like mama and daddy oh my like, let's god let's lie down and kiss on the bed or something like that and uh and there was just you know and bethany and and peter and, and her dad just kind of like both awkwardly like laughed or something and you know i, don't, I have no idea <laughs> whether how clear that was to him um and bethany you know just like changed the topic or something oh my um, god. but yeah so that's the other thing with kids you know because uh, again, I'm not worried that she's like scarred by it or anything like that. She didn't even understand what was going on. It was just like you know whatever. If she said lay down on the bed and yeah. kiss each other like mommy and daddy. Uh huh. I mean that that registered then. She like saw it wasn't like let's like tickle each other and laugh. Right. It was like. I mean explicit. kissing though. That's all it was. I mean she know? wasn't like let's penetrate. Yeah like, exactly. You know, yeah. So, but what I was going to say is, uh, <laughs> that's one of the things where you just, with kids, you know, they have no filter, right? So I don't know. She, she might easily be at daycare or other yes. places and say that kind of thing. Um, but whatever. I mean, if she were saying, let's hit each other in the face like mama and daddy, or, you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, I'd be more concerned. It's like, let's um, go hold the people at banks like daddy does with his pants off but if on the worst, Tuesdays. Yeah, exactly. If right. the worst thing is that, you know, mama and daddy are kissing on the bed, I, I feel like that's okay. Right. Right. So, as long as it's consensual. Yes, that's right. And yes, indeed. Which I'm assuming it was. Um, it it was. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I, ha- well, I can it's confirm funny. There's that. This, there's this thing that, like, you know, you, we talk a lot about things that you don't realize will happen as a parent. Yeah. That then happen, and you're like, oh man, I didn't expect this. Is uh, yeah. When they start talking about you without you being present. Mm. That's something that was kind of a shock to me with Jude and, and again with Henry. Yeah, what happened? Like so just just for example like like something that I th- I think most kids do this. I'm hoping it's not just my kids because <laughs> like they'll say things like daddy hit me. Oh, just like kind yeah. of jokingly to of people course, yeah. like to get sympathy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I'm like, I, I didn't. And they're like, Daddy, hit me. And uh. they're like, smile. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, don't joke about that. But like, you'll Daddy be there. hates me and hit me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. But if you see, your reaction is everything in that moment, right? Right. Because right. if you're... <laughs> And depending, of course, I'm on who they're that telling. I'm they do it with the same winking thing. when they. Uh, hopefully they're not like, my father hits me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. But, but if maybe. it's like a total stranger and they're doing that and your immediate reaction is like, I do not, you know. It's like raise your hand up. Then they call 911 and yeah. report you, you know. So. I'll tell you, boy. <laughs> um, but that's something that like, you know, is uh, it, you realize how little control you have. That's right. Interactions. Yeah. I guess know? that's all what this freaking show is about. It, is, it always comes back Lack to that. Lack of control. Hey, we almost hit a turkey on the way in. <laughs> you did? Yeah. That happened to me. That happens to me about every day now, right? Because they're all over the place. They're all over. And so are the geese. Yeah. I got hissed at by a goose today. Seriously? Yes. Wow. Well, I think it was hissing at the dog that was walking next. It wasn't my dog. It was somebody else's dog. Did we talk dog. about the woman who was pregnant who got surrounded by turkeys in uh, Cambridge? I don't think so. She was surrounded by them. They they actually started pecking her. No. Yes. Pregnant woman. No. And a neighbor came out with like a broom or something and started hitting them away. That was how, who saved her life, apparently. Did it work? Did they leave? Yeah. She wow. at least escaped. I, so do, you do, gotta we know be what, do we know the background there. of what happened? No, I didn't read the actual story. I just heard it on like. But NPR. this was like in a. In a no, it, no, it was legit. Yeah, yeah. It this was is like, like a NPR real thing. I heard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, famously, I don't know if I've. Yeah. I, 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 you I feel have like I must have shared the, this. Your dad putting you in your arm like a football, his arm like a football. No, not the piano lesson. through. Okay. Although that, that was also a good story. Yeah. Um, the, this is a, this is like a real news story on Cape Cod about like a silverback turkey. Has this come up before? Yeah, it has. Okay, well but that's another example. <laughs> Some well sometimes they can just because they're so massive and they're so intimidating and they're so territorial. Yeah, they can be genuine problems. It's like, true. They don't fucking get out of the way for driving. They're, they they do just not. stop and they look at you and they kind of squint like Clint Eastwood. You know, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm gonna stay. I get it. Like you related to dinosaurs, so you look dumb. like fat dinosaurs They're now. They're so dumb, they, and they do look fat. Let's be clear, okay? They look Turkeys, fat and dumb. If you're listening to this, okay, you look fat and stupid. I'm yeah. sorry, and you're delicious. I, I enjoy mean, eating you. I feel like they're okay. Like once a year, fine. I'm not going to go out and eat them off. I don't like seek them out. Although it's funny, like they have this this whole like life after death defense mechanism of making us tired, That's which makes true. you wonder if they're playing the long game. Wow. You know, like someday on Thanksgiving. We will be so <laughs> narcoleptic that the fucking turkeys will actually take over the country. Do you country. think as they evolve that, uh, what's the chemical that makes us tired? Tryptophan. From? Tryptophan is getting more powerful. And so at so. some point in time that will happen. We'll all just like fall asleep. Holy shit. And the turkeys will take over. We're, we're talking about Skynet all the time. We should be talking about the turkeys, right? Yeah. Like let alone when the turkeys become self-aware, when they realize the immense power they wield. As do you know what I would love? I would love to be one of the few people who, on that Turkey Day, uh, let's just say <laughs> that's the movie name. Let's turkey just day. say, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say, I had like diarrhea or something and decided I couldn't eat turkey that day. Okay, right. so I'm one of the few that's spared. Okay, you're the, you're the you're the killing Murphy. The beginning of twenty days later. Yeah, and I wake up the next morning yeah. and all the, it's fucking turkeys everywhere and all, the, hear, all, <laughs> all the people are dead. Um, and I would <laughs> love. I would I would thoroughly enjoy I mean I'd be sad about everybody else dying I would truly for a couple for a couple minutes but I would thoroughly enjoy the act of just going around and my like purpose in life then becomes just killing turkeys That's true I would that would bring me you great satisfaction You would be Will Smith and I am legend just yeah. walking the countryside Yeah or you'd be like Daryl from the Walking Dead with a crossbow so probably a crossbow to be uh, fair I don't I I think it I I no I, I crossbows seem so inefficient to me I just can't and then you also have to go retrieve it. And if there's That's a pack, the if you're that pregnant woman, which maybe you would be, yeah. as 
soul, you know, I would, surviving I'd, human. I'd want to be Michonne with the the sword, yeah, the, with the dual the swords. katana. Yeah, um, because then you, you're just slicing their heads off everywhere you go, and that's easy. God, that's fucking awesome. How close can they get? But sometimes they stay alive, right? Like that's that's the issue too. Oh, like, that's true. They run around. Yeah, but they yeah. can't bite you, so whatever. Yeah, but what if like claw you? They could claw they you. They could. Shit. They could still. They could still come after you. Shit. And then you'd be like Michonne with the two, you know, jawless guys right yeah. like when jawless you first see turkeys. Her, you just have two jawless turkeys that you use to ward off the other turkey <laughs> like they see them as like they you're look. a harbinger of doom yeah. to them you are a god you're the, the lone bipedal so humanoid stupid. they wouldn't they wouldn't register that they yeah but by still... that point they're advanced and they have this fucking weaponized tryptophan that's true i'm just saying that like we put a lot of time you put a you put a lot of time talking about artificial intelligence right <laughs> We talk a lot about this, this whole idea of like you know the Terminator problem, where like Skynet becomes self aware and the yeah, computers turn against actually us. Actually, is going to happen. Which is going to happen. You know, we'll have microbots killing us. Blah blah blah. blah. We yep. know this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Nanobots. But yeah. like nanobots. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> um, talking. Why are we not afraid of the fucking turkeys in our lives? I mean, let's be honest. They're fucking stupid animals. Yeah, but we'll in numbers. Them. I mean, I'm saying on. stupid, stupid things in numbers can have far-reaching consequences in our government. Um, that's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So uh, I have a playground story. All right, let's hear it. So I don't know if you've noticed this uh, this this trend in playground design lately, where um, I think as a result of better engineering and better materials, they've been more extreme. Have you? seen this yes like new playgrounds are different I, they are uh, because i mean I, it all started with the rubber grounding right the fact that was that, it yeah which i was a kid for do you remember that as a no. child oh no that for me it was all concrete and um spikes spikes everywhere there, bats, there was yeah. there was there was mulch you know we had that you fucking love mulch i feel like i mean I feel we like had you're, mulch. You're, are, are you here on behalf of big mulch <laughs> i am in fact representing that and ai big in every episode mulch. Big mulch. dj big mulch no one knows how much money there really is in mulch I mean, is it something you make even? Well, that's the thing. I think it's it's a recycled product, right? It's right. it's broken down from other things. So, is there shit in it? That's Probably. just manure. I mean, I'll tell you, there's some mulch that I got at Lowe's recently, and it smelled like there was shit in it. I feel like I walk by yards and I'm like, "What the fuck <laughs> is that?" And Micah's like, "That's mulch." And, I'm, and then I'm like, "I should ask what mulch is, but I forgot again. I still don't really know." But. All right, we'll have an episode on mulch later. We Let's will, go. and we'll Let's have a mulch episode. Playground design. But, so I think you're right. It happened with the impact absorbing rubber. Like, yeah. and I remember as a kid being like, "This is made out of tires. That's fucking cool." Let me it see if cool. I can try to break my leg again on it. You know, <laughs> having already done that again, once. Again, yeah. Um, so. Uh, Anyway, so as a result of this, like, these playgrounds are getting kind of extreme. There's, like, rock climbing walls. They're getting taller. They're getting more over the top. They're, they're beautiful. You know, they're very they cool to behold. I mean, right? driving by some of them, it's, yeah, it is a beauty. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's a, that's, that's a beauty. That's a beauty. God forbid there's a fucking tryptophan-wielding <laughs> turkey there. Um, and so there's this one that we drive by on the way back and forth to the gym. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, it, the kids always want to get out, but because of timing, because there's no fucking time for anything in life, where it's always too late, you yep. know. It's true. So uh, we never you know, had the time to do it. And last night we decided, you know what, we'll just fucking skip the gym this time. We'll just go to the playground. It just opened up. It was like, the grand unveiling was recent. It was oh, all sparkling new. So it was new. just redesigned. Okay. It was, ju- no, it was just, it was brand new. It was oh, like a new park new. that they built. Oh. There's like a baseball field. And then there's this like cutting edge playground. Oh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. It's chartreuse and black. Yeah. Visually striking, aesthetically ravishing. It's just a great ravishing. playground. And, uh, so I'm looking, we're, you know, we're walking up to it, and I'm and I'm getting closer. And meanwhile, keep in mind this this is the background is that Micah has been in exams this week. She's fucking mm. nailing those exams. Go Micah. This will have less impact because this is coming out in two weeks. But as of this week, she's fucking <laughs> nailing those exams. And uh, but she had a big one today that she had to study for last night. So I was like, well, how about this? Why don't you bring your books? So you can like sit on the bench, you know, and, and we can all at least be together. You can keep studying, and you know, we can all be outside. It's a nice night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to the playground, and I realize like, oh fuck, I forgot to like. 
do something about dinner, I'll call the pizza place on the way home, call in a, like a family salad. It'll be quick. We'll pick it up on the way back. It'll yeah. be easy, right? Sure. So, of course, I'm pulling up the website, and uh, and in that one second, Henry is fucking halfway up the rock climbing thing. Uh-oh. I don't know where Jude is, and I'm hearing some other mom on the other side of the playground going like, She's she's like, I'm just looking at this boy. Don't worry. And I'm like, oh, because he's going to fucking die because I looked at my phone. And so I'm like, I look like an asshole. She said that? Yeah, well, she said she said it like to her friend. Like, uh, nice, she was like being nice about it, but she was clearly watching to make sure that my son didn't right, tumble well, off this thing I mean, and fucking die. Yeah. And had she looked over and seen that his dad was on his fucking phone, always on his phone, always on his phone. Let alone, it's like the, I'm like I'm like everybody. It's the one. Second. I need one minute yeah. to put our dinner in, and yeah. then I'm oh, going I've been to watch in that exact situation. Yeah, definitely. And in that one minute, I lost Jude. Mm-hmm. Henry was getting commented on how dangerous he was by other parents. Yep. Micah has to put her fucking books down already to come help me find where they went. I'm running as Useless. fast as I can across the playground to get Henry, who has started falling. I yeah. fucking dive. And the pl- I get him. Wow. Jude is crying because he's on top. I, I, I keep in mind, I was really on the phone for not even a minute. Like this was this was it was a fucking cop salad. Yeah. It was. Just, I just had to hit a menu item and add it to my cart. That was all I it had to fucking up. do. Was, they were the favorites. You know, they're right at the top. It was, it was didn't my fast selection. I didn't have to fucking choose location yeah, i knew yeah. everything that was going on bing bang boom it, it was like provably within 30 seconds yes jude somehow was on top of this f- i'm like who builds this shit it's a fucking 40 foot tall net grid thing <laughs> that has a fucking hole in the middle of it why do they always have a hole in the middle i know and he's crying he's oh. like daddy i'm scared i have to jump catch me yeah meanwhile i'm on the ground cradling henry who has just fallen into my arms micah Thankfully is like running across to come and help yeah and I feel bad because she's going to fail this exam, which she didn't. She fucking aced it. But there that's you go. She's great. Um, in and spite Jude of your screaming, idiocy. In spite of me. So then I like put Henry down. I probably just slam him down because it's impact absorbent and I'm, you know, in that's a right. hurry. So I, I just, we'll, we'll say just for the sake of drama that I slam him down like a fucking ragdoll. <laughs> and then I start running across the playground to Jude, who is stepping off of this fucking platform. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Jude, this is the worst way that you can do this. And, and he he's <laughs> shaking. He's crying because he has oh. this like fear of heights going right now. Uh-huh. And I'm like, just freeze where you are. I'm coming up, but you can't jump while I'm also climbing this fucking (laughs) net because then we're both going to fall. So he's screaming and And shaking this thing. And he's I'm, like the kid in Jurassic Park on the like electric fence. <laughs> yes, he's Timmy. Fence. Yes, yeah. exactly. Who was the? Uh, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you know that? Oh, I haven't seen the movie yet, so yeah, I'll look out for him. It's kind of trippy to see. That, that is amazing. So I'm climbing up this thing. There's a T Rex, I'm sure, at some point. Well, the enclosure's been, you know, the electricity. Yeah, off, so you so don't know where knows. it is. Yeah, it could exactly. be anywhere. Right. But but of course, it's about to be turned on again, yeah. which is very dangerous. Yes. I'm climbing up this thing. Judas screaming and crying. I, I get him. Or I'm like pulling him down, and then he's like, No, no, no. Actually, I'm okay. And then, so then he wants to go back up. Meanwhile, Micah's back studying. Right. Yep. And I've lost Henry now. I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck is Henry? So I'm like, Jude, don't, I don't care what happens, just don't jump. You yeah. can scream if you need to. I will come back. Right. I have to find Henry. He's in the fucking biggest slide oh, in the God. middle of it. And he's not answering me. I'm like, Henry, Henry, the there's it. no answer. There's it just actually kids. goes underground. <laughs> yeah, he's burrowing. There's just kids pointing at the slide going like, he's in there. He's in there. I'm like, these other parents must think I'm the fucking worst dad. Then Jude starts screaming again. And I'm like, Jude, I have to confirm Henry's in here. I'm like, Henry, silence. Henry. Then Jude, God, God. Jude, stay there. Henry. And then Henry goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, get out of the slide. And then Jude starts fucking moving off the platform again. I run to get Jude. A kid starts going down the slide towards Henry. Oh, boy. So I'm watching this fucking slow motion. So you have to make slow this classic motion. dilemma, right? You have to save yes. one child. Well, I, what I did was I called Micah for help again. All right. I, like, That's fair. She got 10 seconds of studying between seconds. these things. I'm like, honey, 
these children are dying unless I get help. I run. I go fucking get Jude. Henry is now in a feud with these other children because he won't get out of the slide. So Good I'm for him. running back. Hold he, your ground, Henry. His ground. Stand his ground. <laughs> running back to get Henry. Mike is finally going back to study again. I pull Henry out. He's electrified, of course. So he starts like yeah. shocking everything because slides are peed himself. Insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually didn't pee him. He, he was oh, kept driving the whole time. Good for him. Good. That potty training. Yeah. Although I even never, after I never really revisited that. Even even in the midst of being electrified in Jurassic Park. That's um, impressive, Henry. Anyway, long story short, the, this maybe twelve to fifteen minute playground Jude trip was Jude. felt like that's well. Well, well of course, then Henry was Timmy. Henry participated in the climbing too. So okay, you know, enough. they were both electrified. All right. Um, it was so hectic, and I was thinking, like, I don't know when it happened, but at some point, kind of recently, I lost the ability to keep tabs on both of the kids at the same time when they're both playing yeah. in an environment like this. And I think it's because Henry is right in that phase right now where there is just absolutely zero inhibition control, yep. zero fear, and he wants everything to be as extreme as it possibly can be, you know? <laughs> Um, which is where I live my life. So it was. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, where does he get that from? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very intense. The edge. It was very intense. That sounds intense. I'm glad you got through it. We did. Mike got three minutes of study. She got done, three so minutes she, of study, yeah. but still aced it. She still aced Both it. Both kids are still alive. They are. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, you did it. I did. I did. It's it's all about me. <laughs> still got that salad. Well, I also like. When do kids get to the age where you can just let them, you know, be in the park and you don't have to watch them? I mean, you you may sit on the bench or whatever, right. but like, when are kids at that age? Well, I always see these parents that just kind of sit there, and yeah. I'm not like judging them. I'm just wondering how they're doing it because if I am not close to the kids, <laughs> they're going to fall. Like they are too wild. To but do if they that have right a rubber now. ground, then maybe it's okay. Yeah, but the playground's nine stories <laughs> tall, right? Yeah. I mean, it's genuinely fu- like. Well, like, that's the thing, and that and they'll often have like age brackets on them. Yeah, this was, this was five to twelve, to be fair. Okay. So yeah. Well, that, no, that always happens to us too. Like you know, uh, Luke will be on like a f- five to eight one, and it's it's like, what are you going to do? He wants to go on that one, so. Right, and, and there was <laughs> to be fair, there was a toddler playground. Yeah, next there to always it. is. Who the fuck's going to do that? Do that? I mean, that lasts for yeah. a second. Right, and so we we decided after this whole incident, we're like, well, why don't we try the toddler? playground and both of the boys like immediately were like this is horrible why would you and then ever want to jump do the that? fence back into like the chaos pit jump the fence on the other thing yeah so once you go into the t-rex uh what's it called enclosure. section enclosure yeah. thank you you don't want to go the paddock back to the fucking brachiosaurus one no can you do a t-rex voice can you do the noise the roar no so, you actually can well i can do a really good baby t-rex from jurassic world or from uh, from fall from uh I don't from remember what Lost the baby World. one sounds like. Okay, ready? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Do you know what that sounded Was like? Was that good? It sounded like a T Rex that swallowed a TIE fighter. Oh, that didn't sound like a TIE fighter. I think I'm losing it was it. good though. I liked it. <laughs> that sounded amazing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm losing it a little bit. But there was one morning You've where lost. I woke up and I was like, and I was like, I think I can make the baby T Rex noise. And then I just did it for an hour. Did you watch it and actually? It no, was I like just, a montage well, I just woke up and you... I felt it. I was like, I bet I could do a really good like Jurassic Park yeah. Lost World. I mean, you probably are. I just don't even. I don't remember what that. Well, sound now you're gonna watch it. Like. And you're gonna hear. I'm really not. And you're gonna be like, oh man, that's <laughs> unbelievably good. Is it worth watching again? Yeah, it's not that bad. The Steven no. Spielberg. Yeah, I know. It's not that. It's not that bad. Just compared to the original. Anyway, yeah, nothing as good as the original. Well, obviously. Um, so should we should we transition? What do you think? 
Uh, I think we should, but I want to express my condolences that you guys are still dealing with this sickness situation. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I can see it's taking a toll. <laughs> oh, thanks. I can, I, I can, you can see I physically. Can, you're just radiating stress and, you know. And, and shit. And shit, yeah. And I'm just, I, I I'm feel fine. for you, man. I'm fine. We're going to get a lot it's of condolence mail. It's all fine. It's all fine. Trust me. Uh, I'm totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, let's go. It's all right. So uh, this is like this all this all was triggered by a segment that we did. A just imagine it uh, segment where we did some time travel, and I think it was clear in that moment that we could have easily spent a whole episode on this. And now we'll spend you know what's left of this episode um, talking about it. And if just as a refresher. Um, what we talked about is this scenario where you wake up and suddenly you're, you know, 10, I think is what I said, 10 years old again, Mm -hmm. and you're back in your sort of the house, wherever you were when you were 10, it's that time again. And you're the only one who has any experience of your, you know, 34 year old self and that what's happened since then. And so you have no idea how it happened or, or what happened. You're just there and you have to figure out what the hell to do with the rest of your life. Um, so that was the scene, and I think it got us talking a little bit more about time travel. I think we both saw a movie recently uh, that involved time travel. But we're not going to say what it I is. I can say that. And those who it have rhymes seen... with rend fame. <laughs> oh, you had to do that now. Okay. Um, and uh, so you know, there's a question here about like what I don't know what the question is. <laughs> I thought the thing is we actually have talked about time in so many ways, and some of the great movies that we like or, or love um, have focused on time not necessarily time travel but the passage of time right and th- i thought it could be kind of a fun topic to you know dig a little deeper into time travel totally um you know i, I want to give a shout out to our friend peter who wrote in after that episode with a suggestion to watch the movie about time yeah which i don't do you know what that is no i still haven't watched it yet. okay but uh, but you know of it but i i it's a it's something that was on my radar and i'm okay. excited to unpack is it recent or uh, i don't know all right We'll have to. We'll have to we'll, we will watch it. Yeah. We'll put this on the movie night. You know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Sounds um, good. Yeah, time is. In addition to being a flat circle, is like the one of the thematic things that for me is the most uh, powerful. It's something that. It really. Uh, it just it hits me in a very emotional place. I think because it's something that I'm consistently worried about. Yeah, you know, it's something that I'm kind of always checking. The, Aren't we all the passage of time, like how we're demarcating some our way lives, or another. the fact that it's so fleeting and transient, and mm-hmm. you know, um, so there's there's that, but also uh, the preciousness of the lived experience and how easy it is to lose track of that in the midst of the you know daily uh, stressors and and how how easy it is to to not pay attention to time going by. And I think that there's a deep fear for me that yeah. I will do that, which we talked about in many yeah. episodes, right? Yeah. Like last night, um, you know, Micah and I were in the midst of this playground thing. Um, I was re- remarking to Micah how I regretted the fact that I was now in a bad mood because I got so little time with the kids during the week while they're awake. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that time to be affected by me being in a shitty mood, yeah. by b- me being upset that they're not listening or something. You know? Right, right. So in a way, it's good because it helps drive me to getting over things more quickly and to, and to trying to reconcile things more quickly. Right. But it also means that when they go to bed, I feel a sense of of loss because that day is not happening. Or again. guilt, Sometimes, or guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There I are times you. where, and especially because I do so many extracurriculars, just from a personal perspective, you know, I, a lot of nights of the week I have to record something, or have to go to a rehearsal, or have to work, have to compose something. And so, like nine o'clock will come, and, and there will be a moment where I'm like, I have to leave, like I have to go do something, and um, and I absolutely hate that. Yeah. And I hate knowing that I'm not going to be laying with them past that 
because they stay up until fucking two in the morning all the time. <laughs> I was going to say nine o'clock. I love that that's your cutoff. I mean, it, but that's because they're never actually asleep uh, by then, even though we try to. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. But there's too much. There's too much to do. You know, like right. we're too we're too excited about the amount of things that we. You know, about I mean, life. Like we have a game plan for tonight. When I go home, we're going to take all the aliens toys out and we're going to go make a pit in the backyard and play with them. Like, and that's going to take a long time. And they're going to watch the movie to yeah. celebrate. You know. Yeah. And I don't want to like sacrifice that, and neither neither do the the kids, and neither does Micah. So, yeah, it's tough. It's a constant awareness of the passage of time, and so in movies when that happens uh, oppressively, mm-hmm. without being uh, you know when 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 time becomes something you lose control over, I think it's uh, it hits me in a really deep way. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think the other thing I think about is so there's the day to day, the passage of time, and uh, and how much we sort of try to you know take advantage i guess of the time that we have right and and optimize some of it so that we can really spend it where we want to and then <clears throat> zooming out a little bit from that the thing i think about too is how much am i going to look back on and think man i wish i wish i had done that differently um you know not just the day to day but like i don't know was the decision to you know work for these few years i mean not that it's a decision like what option do we have really but you know, uh, we didn't spend that much time thinking about some other scenario where one of us didn't work. It was just like we both knew we wanted to keep working. Um, and I feel good about it now. Um, but there is that lingering question in my mind of like, you know, should I have tried to take a day off a week or whatever? Because just having the weekends and the nights um, with them, that's like, that's all we have. And so, you know, that's all we're going to get, <laughs> you know, and and, and I... I've come to I think I've come to terms with that and I also I feel like the quality of the time we spend together which is what you're getting at as well is is pretty high you know um on weekends and nights but I also I realized that you know compared to my upbringing that's a very different experience like they're just not with us as much yeah I guess once they get to school it all kind of evens out because that's where they'd be for a big part of the day anyway but right now there are choices we're making about how we spend our time and uh, and and again, I, maybe I'm wording it too strongly there because I'm not sure how much of a choice it is in the world that we live in, and the fact that we have to make a living, and you know the way that life or society is set up, you have to work to, you know, do stuff <laughs> to have a house and all the things that you need. Um, so I think about that too, and uh, I guess so. Maybe you know specifically on time travel, and and not not going too far in that other crazy situation, <laughs> right. which which you can't really do much about except you know. I guess just deal with it and try to figure out what the hell happened and why you're 10 yourself, again. You know. Or kill yourself, as you had suggested. <laughs> um, but here's another scenario. What if, let's say Google, um, they they came out in uh, a few months and they said, we, we've invented a time machine. Uh, we've tested it out thoroughly with our Google staff. They've been able to go you know, back in time um, and successfully come back. And it's still beta, so we're not doing like wide release. But if you want to be like an early tester of this, you know, here you sign up on this list, and it's going to be a lottery kind of thing, um, where you can actually you choose where when you want to go back, and you'll be able to you know successfully come back. Can you to go into the future time? Um, you, you we haven't re- they haven't tested that enough to really make sure. Okay, so, so it's really a travel back it, in time and travel, then back to the it's present. It's a good clarification, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, right now it's travel back because they just feel like it's too risky to go forward. Um, so would you do it? No, of course not. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> no. Uh, is there is there a point at which um, you would feel like like something is so thoroughly just like a norm, right? Like that has become 
you know, first there's the early adopters, beta, mm-hmm. and then it becomes more of a standard and it's being used for, I don't know, let's say saving people's lives. Like they, there's specific use cases where they use this technology to go back in time um, to, let's say, prevent someone from dying because it was a treatable thing that we have the drug for now, but we didn't then. Um, which, oh God, brings so many ethical questions. I know. I know. But let's just say they, they've got it down and you've seen, you know, thousands, maybe millions of people have successfully done this. They've gone back in time. And it's not quite to the point of, you know, as common as flying a plane, but but time travel is uh, time travel backwards is just accepted. Mm-hmm. Would you be into it then? Well, so so he, here's my, my non-answer for you, which is that I don't think society <laughs> could function in that context. I, oh, I don't think man. that humans could could survive that i actually think that would be the apocalypse of our of our species say why because i think when you remove natural barriers to that when you remove like the realities of uh failing and the realities of illness and the realities of death Mm -hmm. and, and the realities of like resource depletion you destabilize things so vastly that they become um impossible to maintain Mm -hmm. i think that like we live in a perfectly balanced as all things should be world (laughs) um you know where where there are there are reactions to things and so so you have to look at it as like a almost like it's you know we're talking about newton you know like there's if if x happens and y will happen to counterbalance it to maintain some sort of an equilibrium right or einstein in terms of theory relativity i think comes into play sure yeah so like if you if you take away limitations yeah then what is the opposite of that? Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think total freedom in that way, I don't know, freedom may not be the right word. Um, it's actually chaos. Mm-hmm. Might be what we're talking about. Complete chaos. Because in addition, so so we're talking again about like linear time travel like you see in Back to the Future, for example. Well, right? but... I- <laughs> Is uh, is it the case that if you were to travel back in time and do something, that it would actually change the future? So that right, so that this, may this not actually on, be. <laughs> this depends on your definition of time travel yeah. that you're working with, right? But I, I, there probably is a scientific, you know, a more update, up to date scientific uh, thinking on this, you know, and. I imagine Back to the Future wasn't very scientifically uh, accurate. No, I'm also I'm th- th- there are many things that I want to say that I can't because <laughs> <laughs> for very specific reasons. Indeed. God damn it! <laughs> um, but I, I think l- we, we can return to that maybe in a few in a few weeks, weeks, or a month, years. Months. Um, but uh, it's funny. Like half the people listening to this have no fucking clue what we're talking about, and half the people are like, "Don't say anything." I know. So. I just I look at time travel as and and it's and it's I put it in the same bucket as this anti senescence idea, right? Yeah. If you eliminate natural law, then by imposing human law, then you destabilize the the environment we live in. Yeah. And unless you, as a species, now now that you've taken the control away from nature, unless you can come up with a counterbalance that works, we're not cu- we're which, not capable. Of course, we're fucking not going to do that. Think about all the things we fucking can't even agree on and do. You know. Yeah. I mean, how I long mean, have we known about climate change, right. and how long is it taking for us to actually take any sort of, you know, serious, um, not even uh, serious measures. Never mind just agreements. I mean, it's not even measures. It's like how it, there are fucking countries that reject the science behind it, including ours now. <laughs> right. Well, I so mean, like, we at least had an agreement, you know, at one point. It did, wasn't even yeah. like that we were going to do it necessarily. Yeah, it was like an agreement that like the Paris okay, this agreement. Is a problem. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so so yeah, my, my it, point being that is the point there. 
and and when you think about like the, the the laws that dictate success in our society, how they're so guided by the hand of the market, like the, the, yeah. the, if this is a market driven paradigm where people are, <laughs> you know, where time travel is capitalized, you know, yeah, then uh, we're fucked because the, because people will always want to use it to reverse bad decisions that they made. Right. Even though if you ask anybody if they could go back and do it all over again, like everybody says, no, I like my life just the way it is. But it's not true. Like, right? Yeah. Everybody has fucked up at some point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, most of the time when you ask people that question, like they say, and, and because it, in my heart of hearts, that is true. I, I would not go back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if I'm functioning in a world where everybody is doing that and where it's expected, like having a it's smartphone, a right? Yeah. Then if I don't do that, then I am... Uh, a pariah, right? Right. I am this fucking Luddite, <laughs> right? So to be yeah. a part of a functioning society, I would be forced to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, because otherwise, I, you'd be like homeless. You'd, you'd right. have nothing, you'd be right? So unsuccessful, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, unhealthy. Because yeah. if that's what you had to compete with, people who are able to go back and do shit, right? I mean, yeah, it's similar reason why I feel like the the thing about you know the fountain of youth or having some discovery where you get to live forever i also feel like that would similarly be uh uh unsustainable right for us as humanity i mean of course there's the obvious thing about just population control i mean look, um, look at global but, population now versus 1980 right like you, you want to think talk about anti-aging science right and so i it's mean fucking we have like triple the amount of people than we did less than a half century ago yeah on the planet although it's worth noting that the some of the trends even in the US like we've we've actually started to see um life expectancy go down again right? right so i don't know of course i would hope the longer term it goes up now that maybe people are paying more attention to their diet and all that kind of stuff um but but so there's a population control part of it but there's also the like how how you live your life knowing that you're going it's going to end right and and again it's that power of limitation thing i think coming into play where mm-hmm. um you live a life knowing that it's going to end and, you know, there's some thought about legacy and, like, what you leave after that. And all of that would change so much, you know? So, I mean, this isn't a topic. This isn't meant to be an episode about uh, living forever. But because <laughs> um, time travel <laughs> but, is enough but, but, of a topic. Well, but here's the thing is that it's, it is a real, actual, scientifically feasible thing because we, we know why we age. Like, yeah. we understand the, it, it the is possible mechanisms that that behind would, that. Yeah. And we've isolated where that's happening chromosomally. Yeah. Like we see it, we observe it, and we can slow it down in lab animals. Right. Like in mice, we can make them live longer now. Yeah. Um, we have the science to do that. Just like we have the science to clone people, right? But human law, thankfully, has stepped in where nature's law has broken down yeah. because we've broken it, right? <laughs> um, and, and so it's been very tightly regulated. But this is the whole issue with artificial intelligence, too, that we've talked about. The people who know the most about it yeah. are the people who are most concerned about it at this That's point. That's right. That's and right. And there's a reason for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. ha- unless, we, unless we impose restrictions on ourselves, we are gluttonous and we will fucking go yeah. for it. Uh, and we will destroy ourselves. Okay, so how about this? A little bit later. Yeah. What if you could go back in time and observe, but not actually, you had you were incapable of changing anything. So I don't know, maybe the technology's invented to just let you watch it on a screen, or, or maybe you do go back and you can witness it, but you're a fucking ghost or something. I don't know. We'll say the Thomas Dickens, well, the Charles Dickens <laughs> yeah, thing. Right? Exactly. Yeah, right. You got it back. Would in you your 90s. That? In your 90s, would you do it? So, okay, so that, that that's a very good question, actually. And I, and I yeah. do have an approach to it but because you've been asking me all the questions i want you to start <laughs> so so what, what what would you do i put zero thought into my answer when i ask these um i think i would want to i think i'd want to be really deliberate and and uh specific and and like not overuse that ability because 
there too, there's, there's the ephemeral aspect of life that if you lose that, I feel like the value of every moment changes. You know, if I can just go, if I know everything's going to be captured and I can easily go back to it and watch it, um, do I fully experience it ever? You know, it's similar to like what we do now with trying to capture every moment, you know, when we're at a concert or this or that, and we focus more on the capturing than we do on experiencing it. Although I guess in this case, you'd be liberated from that because it would just, maybe that would actually work out because you would fully experience it knowing you could go back. Um, But I do think... It would be so tempting. I, I I think I would definitely want to do it and would do it for, for certain moments in my life because they're just so meaningful that, you know, how much fun would it be to just go back and, like, watch that, you know? I do know. Um, so, so you're. So, <laughs> I do know, well, and I've couple, done it before. I do, trust me. <laughs> well, I'm thinking there's a Black Mirror episode that that is oh, okay. very much about I still about need this, to watch is, that show. You, you should. I won't give too much away, but yeah. it, it, it it comes up with some very interesting philosophical ramifications. Yeah. Of doing that, which I won't I won't get into because I, I want to answer it from a more you know subjective. You can standpoint. imagine what it would do in trials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yeah, be able well, to go well, back. And, exactly. Witnesses now. I mean, it's terrible. Even even with you know technology, I'm, it's still ways to go in terms of. Uh, what actual evidence is you know right anyway. even even a cctv you know yeah, yeah, yeah. recording of a oh, car there's accident a really cool well, ai thing around that too. of course there is <laughs> being able to use pixels where you wouldn't actually it's not like the computer can distinguish what the image is but mm-hmm. it can it knows based on the pixelation um and by looking at enough images from that specific camera and comparing them to what actual images from that scene would be right the, how the pixels adapt from what the original was. Do you know what I mean? I'm that not seems, doing a good job articulating it. No, no, you are. It, that, but that's, that's like that a very makes, clear example. That, that seems like an easy algorithm, actually. Exactly. That doesn't sound like very, a very big... Well, I, it's just I, about I like, getting enough data. That's the key to it. Yeah, but if you just analyze, you know, two hours worth of data, especially on something yeah. like CCTV footage where there's like, it's grayscale usually, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like fucking terrible resolution and you're just looking at the interplay well, of light. Well, I forget it, what article know. I was reading, but they were able to do it with a license plate to figure out what it said, even though it was clearly, that's there was cool. no way of actually interpreting right. it, you know, on the screen. But anyway, right, I cut that's, you off. That's, that's very cool. You know, you've time traveled to I have, as, as an experienced yeah. time traveler. Um, so I think to, you know, make it quick, I, uh, I would hate that and I, the reason i would hate that is is for the same reason why uh i feel as we've talked about before like why i experience pain sometimes when i look back at old videos of the of the kids as infants yeah and the same reason why i think there's something beautiful about the fallibility of witness testimony even though it's from a you know a legal standpoint extremely problematic because <laughs> yeah. it hints at something very uh special about the ways in which we remember things and the ways in which we process our own mm. autobiography yeah so like and we've talked about this on the show too, but just because it was like a year and a half ago, I'll bring it up again. Our memory works non-literally in that we we retell ourselves stories about the ways in which we interpret events, which oh, is why yes. mm-hmm. when we see something, two people can witness the same event and remember it very differently. And they will. <laughs> within minutes, let alone years, right? Yes, that's right. But why I would not want to go back and have a perfect photographic record of everything, even though we kind of do at this point with our smartphones. I mean, you, we're getting there, I mean, yeah. we're, we're really approximating that, yep. you know? What what I don't like is that there are reasons why I remember certain things the way I remember them, regardless of whether or not they are objectively true. That's true. There are reasons why I, when I think of my childhood, I think of sunny afternoons over by the creek bed looking for <laughs> looking for that's not like so fucking raw sunny <laughs> afternoons by the creek but well we had a fucking creek in our yard <laughs> looking for frogs and like yes yeah oh and, and, and and looking looking at animals and things and like going out and you know digging for buried coins and shit you know 
or like I, like there's a reason why I when I think of my childhood I remember that you know yeah 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 um there's a reason why when I think of uh you know my children I remember things in a certain way it's because it's my memory of it yeah and it has informed me and built to a degree the person that I am you know like we're constantly I do I think there's own. so much about that I think the the two things I'm hearing there is first of all that your memories that you that you have now of things that have happened in the past are very much shaped by everything that's happened since then yes. as well and so you recall them in a different way and the perfect example of this that we just talked about with Jeff is you know what he's going through right as a new dad your your if you were actually to go back to your first week after having a baby you would you don't want to go back there <laughs> it's fucking hard you know but our memories of that now i don't know about you but mine are pretty peaceful like yeah. I, I do remember that it was difficult but i also it brings warmness to like think about you know having that little bundle and all of that so so I'm, i i really i appreciate that i also appreciate that there are so many moments in life like if you want if you went back to the moments that you remember as being like the some of the best moments of your life if you were to go back now and you remove all context before that for example all of the expectancy before that all mm -hmm. of the like you know the build up to that thing that was going to happen if you knew it was going to happen and it wasn't a surprise and if that all that context were gone and you just observe it how much like how much it would be like a womp womp, you know, just to right. go back to that. So it would be watching a chain of causality as yeah. opposed to a chain of inspiration. Wow. And I think that I, I actually I think it's easy to look at this as a as a discussion on the nature of truth, right? Mm -hmm. That there's some sort of objective standard that if you just get something on camera, it's 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 true. But I would actually argue, and I'm sure that there's some like, you know, philosophical thing to this, yeah. That Actual uh, objective truth is a is a myth, and it's actually in the subjective interpretation of truth that we get oh, at something for truer. Sure. And I think that the truer experience of the you know immediate period following the births of our children, um, the way that we experienced it was truer because of the complex intermingling of time and memory and experience yeah. that informed our interpretation of that. Yeah, and it's very different from looking at a video footage. You know that, for sure. it, which is which is never going to be able to capture all of that other stuff. So mm. I, I I think that would be problematic. And so interesting. As we close, I'll just say, bring you back to the ten year old thing. Like if I were to um, immediately teleport back to being ten year old, having all the experiences that I have now, I would be so uh, profoundly different a ten year old than I actually well, yeah. was. Right. So likewise, if I were to go back and although would you really be? I mean, you spe <laughs> maybe you specifically. Yeah. I probably would still make a lot of fart <laughs> jokes. Let's be clear. Yeah, but if I were to go back to uh, the period immediately after our kids' births uh, and uh, and and experience it as like a video, as opposed to as, as like an immersive first person yeah, video yeah, yeah, footage yeah, 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 thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like the the memory of it. Um, it would similarly be it would be so far removed from the actual experience that I lived. Yeah, that's right? right. And I feel like we it's easy to shortchange memory and it's easy to look at time as just an impediment. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, I think it's actually the great motivator and it's actually um, part of why we live beautiful lives. You know. Oh, completely agree. I'm, I should give a shout out to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, big friend of the podcast. He listens to the show. Yeah, yeah he, he writes us. <laughs> His podcast, Revisionist History, had a yeah. two-part on memory in particular. Did you listen to this? No, I haven't listened to um, it. It's worth a listen and uh, really gets into this topic and, and how sort of the, some of the ethics behind memory and how we use it as sort of a judge of moral character in certain cases and how that is a, uh, there's a fallacy around, you know, that as well. So anyway, yeah. worth listening to that. And uh, yeah, that was a good conversation. Now, well, yeah, I obviously Who wish knew? we could go on longer, but yeah. we got a meeting, so we got to go. It's true. Just winging it. We're just winging it. We're just winging it.
Bye. Watch out for turkey fight.